Shulchan Arachadav, we are in Simen Tav Tzadik Dalit, in the middle of Alachat Tes Zayin, section 494, we're in the middle of learning the 16th Halacha. We explained that if a person uh, is used to baking bread kneaded with milk or butter, should be careful that when the oven's heated before this, be- this bread is break- baked in it, it should be heated to the point that sparks emerge, that's called Libun Gomer, which will make sure to get rid of any sauce for meat that may have spilled on the oven's floor and been absorbed into it. Um, we also said that one should be careful that he, to, to use a new baker's peel to remove the bread from the oven. Don't use it with the, the, the same peel that was used to remove other breads that were not kneaded with milk or other dairy ingredients. This restriction applies even if one desires to turn the peel over to its other side. What's the reason for this? The rationale is... Because when one uses it to remove the bread kneaded with milk from the oven, the flavor of milk will be absorbed throughout the peel. And the Divi Shalom explains that since this loaf contains milk or butter, it's considered fatty. And the fat will cause the dairy flavor absorbed by the peel to spread throughout the entire baker's peel. Okay. Afterwards, when the person will bake another loaf of bread to eat with meat, and he's going to remove it from the oven with this peel... So then the flavor of milk will be released from the peel and absorbed in the bread's surface, as stated in section 451. True, if the person violated these instructions and removed both a bread kneaded with milk and an ordinary bread with the same peel, it's permitted to eat ordinary bread with meat. The rationale for this leniency is that the flavor of the milk absorbed in the ordinary bread is secondary flavor that's permitted. That's called nat barnat de hetera. Um, as explained in the other day, section 94, we'll explain that in a moment. Nevertheless, as an initial preference, it's forbidden to create a situation involving a secondary flavor that is permitted, as explained in the other day, section 95. The laws that apply to milk that was milked on a festival will be explained in section 505. Consult that source. Okay, so the idea of not by not teda is the following. So in this case, the flavor of the dairy bread was absorbed by the peel. The peel then released that flavor and it was absorbed by the ordinary bread. Hence, the flavor absorbed by the ordinary bread is considered a secondary flavor. Furthermore, the flavor that was absorbed by the peel and then absorbed by the ordinary bread is a flavor that is permitted. The al Rebbe explains in section 447 this leniency of not bar not le teda. Like this, he says, The reason is that any flavor that is not released from the actual substance of the food, but rather from a secondary source, is very weak. When the secondary flavor is absorbed in another food, while the original flavor is still permitted to be eaten, it does not have the power to cause the food that absorbs it to become forbidden at a later time. Okay. We mentioned that uh, the laws about milk that was milked on a yumtif will be explained in section Tafkuf Hay. There the Al-Tarebbe rules that, uh, about milking cows on yumtif and benefiting from the resulting milk. Halacha. Yud Zayin 17. Amachalik isve besamim latibur vesaknesis. Yizar shaloy lechalik lahem. Mibarach shamar ad leachashman esre. One who distributes fragrant herbs to the congregation in the synagogue should be careful not to distribute the herbs to the congregants from Barach shamar until after Shman esre. The reason is that before or after Shman esre, so then the congregants are allowed to recite the required blessing over the fragrance that reaches them. However, from Baruch Sha'amar until after Shmanesri, the bracha may not be said because it's forbidden to interrupt one's prayers through speech to recite the blessing at this time. 
Thus, those receiving the herbs will be deriving benef- benefit from the fragrance without first reciting a blessing. And say the Brecha Sanen, the explains, the blessing recited over a, fra- a, a pleasant fragrance must be recited before one begins to smell it, just as a blessing over food is recited before one tastes it. The reason is because it's forbidden to derive satisfaction from this world without reciting a blessing. So if somebody gives it to them during uh, davening between Baruch Sha'amar and Shemana Esrei, when they're not allowed to say a bracha, so then they will be benefiting from the smell without first saying a, a bracha, which is not allowed. So therefore it's best, it should be given to them either before Baruch Sha'amar or after Shemana Esrei. Now, the Al-Tarebbe says, it's true that it's permitted to make an interruption between the different sections of this part of the service, even for the honor of another person. Nonetheless, it's forbidden to make an interruption to recite a, bra- a bracha over the fragrance, over the reach. The reason is that this bracha is not an obligation at all, because a bracha must be recited over a fragrance only when one has the intent to smell it. If, however, a fragrance reaches a person and he doesn't intend to smell it, but benefits from it by force of circumstance, he should not say a bracha, as stated in section 217. If so, a person who is in the middle of davening in a place where he is forbidden to interrupt should not intend to smell the fragrance, and therefore should not interrupt his prayers to recite a blessing over it. This concludes Allah Yudzayin and today's share.